0: Blog Talk Radio. to the
1: You're
2: listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on BlogtalkRadio.com starring Laura Stinchfield, The Pet Psychic.
3: Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, The Pet Psychic, and I can hear your animals telepathically, those who are living now, as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Welcome.
2: Log on to uh, thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com, for all things animal communication. Call in at 917-889-2693, that's 917-889-2693. Uh, the chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. Thanks to Kendra and Deanna who are working the phones. Um, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Push that like button, and you can also post pictures of your animals in the uh, post to our wall. Don't post to our messages because sometimes we miss those, and if you can post to our wall, then we can see those. And actually we can it helps us during the show if we can look at the animal, so do that, don't forget. and welcome, welcome to the show. Hey, Laura.
3: Hey, how's it going?
2: Good. So I saw that you had the uh, conscious life Expo earlier, um like last week.
3: Oh. Yes, I did, and it was great fun. So thank you for all my listeners that came, or our listeners that came out to see us. Um, there was a lot of people there, actually, and uh, some of my clients and some of Pet Psychic Radio's listeners came. So uh, it was fun. I got to sit on a panel with other animal communicators, Lori Spagna is one of them, and Asia Voigt was another, um, and a couple of others, and then some vets. Uh, like Dr. Palm Quest, uh, who's mm-hmm. down in LA, and uh, Dr. Rachel Jones, who's also down in LA. So it was I was quite honored to be on the panel with some amazing people.
2: And, and what is the panel about?
3: So it was just about the ascension of animals and animal consciousness, and um, and we just spoke for about ten fifteen minutes on uh, on animal consciousness and what we've noticed in our practice Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, quite, it was quite amazing. I'm going to get a video of it, so I'll post the video. Uh, cool. I, it was really neat to meet of Void. She's another animal communicator. She's quite popular. and uh, So it was fun to sit on the panel with her and kind of chat with her for a little while.
2: Yeah, what's that like um, when you meet other, um, like, animal communicators? Um, is it a competitive industry, or is it nice to kind of meet others and kind of have a community?
3: You know that's a really great question. Some of them, um, like Lori, España, and Asia, they're really welcoming. Carol Gurney is another one who's very welcoming, and uh, they're just—it's fun. You know, really great to like talk to people who do the same things that I do. And uh, but then others can be uh, um, quite. Um, my grandfather would say a witch with a bee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, I've had some animal communicators who, like, I've gone up to and introduced myself, and they've literally just turned and walked away. <laughs> and they've been, like, completely wanting absolutely nothing to do with me or, like, won't respond to my emails. Um, and that, I think, is so sad because there's enough business for all of us, and I think we do the coolest thing on the planet, and, you know, like, why not – like talk to other people who do the coolest thing on the planet. Yeah,
2: could be like a cool support group of pet psychics, you know.
3: (laughs) I know, like kind of bounce off stories and people, especially other people who I think are the real deal. You know, like Asia is the real deal. And so it's it's fun.
2: Because I can imagine kind of like me being, you know, a new therapist. But, you know, when you're working with people's energy and a lot of emotional stuff, Well, like with animals, um, sometimes you need an outlet and it seems like it'd be great to be able to talk about it with other people. Like I talk about it with other therapists, like you could talk about it with other animal communicators.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's true. Yeah. It's too bad sometimes that doesn't work out, but that's awesome that you got to do that this weekend, this past weekend.
3: Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. And the Concert Life Expo is like huge and there's just tons of people there and Mm -hmm. And it's it's neat to be around such like-minded individuals. I was like a little bit overwhelmed, though. Like I, here like I got to tell you a little a little story. <laughs> well, actually, is our guest here? And we could maybe
2: we just have, <laughs> we are we do guest. have a guest here. Okay, let's go to our guest. Um, and maybe you could tell us the story later on in the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so we have a very special guest. We have um, Deborah from Animal Guardian Horse Rescue and um, she's going to talk to us today about the rescue group and about this March fundraiser. Welcome. Is it Deborah or Deborah? I wasn't sure.
0: Oh, this is Deborah.
2: Okay, great. So, Deborah, um,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, and tell Uh, us a little bit about Animal Guardians Horse Rescue.
1: We are a 501c nonprofit, Organization. We've been around since 2009, but we are small and we are new. We're trying to um, grow. 90% of our horses come from the animal shelters. We deal a lot, we do a lot of networking with Cassay Animal Control Shelter, um, also with West Valley Animal Control and Agura Hills Animal Shelter. And so many of our horses come from abused backgrounds or. Um, backgrounds where they were stray and abandoned um, and haven't been well cared for so we have to show them all over again and rehabilitate them emotionally and physically. Um, At this time we don't have a facility of our own so that's one of the reasons we're doing these big fundraisers now trying to save money so that we can um, purchase a large piece of land and ideally in the next year or two we would like to create an equine retirement sanctuary for horses with special needs that, you know, are considered unadoptable that people don't want. Um, So that's kind of where we're headed, but for right now, we use foster homes and um, boarding stables for our horses at this time, and um, we have anywhere between, uh, usually usually around three to five horses at a time uh, that are in our rehab program, and one or two at a time are available for adoption. And this time we're very lucky because we do have a sponsor for one of our very old horses. She's 29 and she's completely blind and we have a sponsor for her. So we're going to keep her um, as a permanent resident and let her retire with us and uh, stay with us until she crosses the rainbow bridge. But we um, do mm-hmm. have two other horses uh, available for adoption that are in training right now and in rehabilitation. And so. Um, That's kind of who we are. Um, We're actually, our home base is in Simi Valley, which is in Ventura County, uh, but we have fosters in the Los Angeles County area. Most of them in the San Fernando Valley and also in Ventura County, we've had fosters as far as Ojai, but we are always looking for more sponsors, more fosters. We're looking for um, people to volunteer and get involved with our rescue and, um, and donors, you know, things like that, so that we can take care of more horses in need. There are so many horses, as you know. There's so many horses that are unwanted, abandoned, uh, thrown away in the shelters, or thrown away at auctions. That we can certainly reach out and help the community more. Um, we do a lot of networking, and so we are involved with the Humane Society of the United States. Um, we're a Safe Stalls program. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but, mm-hmm. um, but that's yeah, a program, it's a national. I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a national program, and. Um, mm-hmm. It's a network of, of agencies, uh, you know, rescues, vets, farriers, people who have land. Um, we work together for national disasters or um, or if there's a closure of a sanctuary or, you know, things that are really big, Humane Society needs to place horses quickly, we are qualified as one of their programs. So um, we're very uh, proud of that. We're also a member of the Unwanted Horse Coalition and also the, um, we're a member of the um, um, the Unwanted Horse Coalition, and also, the um, we're we in process uh, to get membership with the Global Federation of the Animal Sanctuaries, but we need our own property before we do that. So, um, so yeah, we're we're very um, we're very excited to be able to talk to you and have you talk to one of our horses, and. Um, Um, I just wanted to announce real quick that we do have um, a couple of fundraisers right now that might be interesting to people to come to and get to know us um, and help support us. Uh, Right now, we are collecting shoes, um, human shoes, (laughs) adult and children's shoes. Um, We need to collect 2,500 pounds of shoes um, by February 24th at the very latest. Um, We're going to be donating. Them to Angel BINS, which is also a 501c program that um, distributes shoes to needy families in the United States and overseas. And right now I believe that they are going to be contributing some of their shoes to the people that have suffered the typhoon in the Philippines and some in the United States. If we meet our goal, they'll be sending a big truck to pick up the shoes on the 25th. Um, they will contribute fundraising money to our rescue for our donations, so we're working hard to collect donations. And where as we can. do we
2: drop off? Where do we drop off these shoes?
1: Uh, right now, we have one local drop-off place, and the rest of them are private homes. So, mm-hmm. for confidentiality, they, they've asked us to keep their addresses, you know, private. But I'm going to give everybody the, the public drop-off in Simi Valley is La Petita Academy School, and it's at 83 Bonita Avenue, Simi Valley. It's off of Madera Road.
2: And, uh, and is this information available on your website?
1: It's on my website. It's also available on Facebook. Okay, and, great. And um, your website is? My website is http colon slash slash animal guardians horse rescue network dot web dot com. That's all one And, and, your, door face- door and, case.
2: and your Facebook and name a- is?
1: Animal Guardians Horse Rescue Incorporated.
2: Great. Um, and, we'll have that um, information yeah. available on our website as well. So um, tell us a little bit about Cookie and um, how, how you found her. Is, this is the uh, horse that is going to be with you um, permanently. Is that correct?
1: Okay. Um, Cookie was initially, uh, we were contacted a couple of years ago by Cookie's former owner. And at that time, she was looking for some help to rehome her. Um, And so we started to network her and then we lost track of the owner. And um, we didn't, you know, we didn't pursue at that time. But then about a year ago, um, she contacted us then and said, I'm moving, I need a placement for Cookie right now. Um, And so we got a couple of potential adopters available and we brought them over to meet the horse, but they were, you know, looking for a horse for their children, and Cookie is totally blind, um, she has no vision whatsoever. She's also 29 years old, and at the time she was 28, and uh, they opted out of adoption, so I told the I told the owner, um, you know, we, we can't, um, we can't find an adopter, but we can help you keep looking, and she said, that's fine, and then um, she disappeared. She sold the house and so left the horse there, and we called the um, Humane Society of Ventura County. They went out to do an investigation because there was no food and water um, out there. And Cookie was, Cookie was in pretty bad shape. Um, she had been neglected for quite a long time, not just not just because of the move, but before that. So uh, they called us back and they said we can't do anything. The um, horse is fine. We sell one flake of hay out there, and I said that was mine. I brought it over. So they they wouldn't take her. So uh, (laughs) so anyway, it it became an abandonment situation and uh, we went ahead and took her into our rescue to avoid having her confiscated by animal services and uh, animal services, you know, said that's fine. And so we we have her in our rescue now.
3: It's so wonderful that you have her in your care. So let's talk to her. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Cookie and we want to ask her if there's anything she needs or is there anything she wants to tell you. Um okay. you mentioned also that she's been upset lady, lately. Has she still been upset? And what, what does that look like to you?
1: Um, honestly we have we had our vet go out there and give her progesterone injection and she seems to be calmer now, but I still oh, am wondering what's you know, she's calmer, but she she had an incident um a little over a month ago when she kicked someone out of the blue and we we were like, What happened? you know and but then she started looking really depressed. So now now she's looking a little bit better but um Okay, I'm still wondering let's,
3: let's what... Yeah, we'll her. Let me get her. Okay, let's get cookie. She says that her feet feel better. They're not as sore as they used to be. She says sometimes she feels like her back needs stretching. Her back gets really tight. What? Her what? Her back. Her back gets very tight. Her back. Is meaning her tight? back feels stiff. She says she likes more hay. I like to have hay all day. Can she have hay?
1: Interesting because we give her uh, we give her alfalfa and grass pellets and grass hay, but she doesn't eat the grass hay. So what kind of hay does she want?
3: Uh, she doesn't eat the grass hay. Um, did you say you give her alfalfa hay too, or you're giving her pellets?
1: We give her alfalfa and then we give her Timothy pellets, and we've been giving her okay, grass so let hay. let me
3: ask her what she's trying to say about the hay, because she's not eating the grass hay. So. And she wants to pay hey, all day. Okay, let me ask her what exactly she means. She says she doesn't like the taste of it because it's not giving her enough energy. Huh, let me ask her, how are your teeth, Cookie? Are your teeth okay? She says sometimes they hurt her when, they, when she chews, but not as bad as they used to.
1: We had her floated twice already. Huh.
3: She keeps saying she likes the hay that gives her energy. Do you know what that would be?
1: Yeah, I give her I give her rice bran and some senior feed also. Some pellets. Mm. and hay. She's also on joint supplements, senior joint supplements. Hmm.
3: She says her mind is not upset anymore. She said she used to feel lonely and lost. She said she felt like she was looking for someone, not just my person, but my horse friend too. And it was really hard to get used to not having him with me. So she had a friend. Sometimes I get the sexes mixed up, but she had a friend, and um, Mm -hmm. it's hard for her to get used to not having that friend anymore. Hmm.
1: Well, I know that the former owner told me they used to have a different horse, and it was the passed away, but I don't know anything about
3: oh, that. Oh, so he passed away. Cookie, passed away, honey. He passed away. She said she wants to tell you something. She said she likes to be pet, but sometimes the side of her neck is sore. So if I kind of go to nip, that's why. Saying, like, if you pat her on the side of her neck and she kind of turns back at you, that's why, because her neck is a little sore. It'd
1: be great to get
3: a chiropractor to donate their time with you guys, because it sounds like she could use that.
1: Yeah, we've had her looked at by a Chinese medicine person, and we've had acupuncture twice, and chiropractic, what is what is adjusted. So... Good. She's on herbs right now to help with that, but I don't know if it's, you know, working. Is that why she started catching up? She definitely
3: really feels better. Like, she feels really sort of achy and crickety, but, you know, maybe she would just feel that way at her age anyway, but her mind feels lighter than it used to. Like, she kind of gives me the sense that, like, she was, like, a little bit depressed and didn't feel well. And now she's starting to kind of perk up and and feel like a little bit um, a little bit more comfortable about her surroundings and where she is and her routine. I don't want to move from where I am.
1: No, she's Can not I just?
3: Yeah. So is she gonna actually stay at that location that she's at, or might she move from there?
1: She's gonna stay at her location until she dies.
3: Oh, awesome! Yes,
1: you're gonna stay
3: yes. at that location forever, Cookie, until it's your time to go to heaven. And when you go to heaven, you're gonna to get to see your old friend. So you're gonna be really, really good. Okay, you can have a good life. Tell these people thank you, because I felt lost, and they were patient. And she says, thank you for having patience leading me. That makes me feel better. That's nice, too.
1: Is she, is she able to, does she like it when the different volunteers come and groom her and stuff like that, or does she want us to stop that?
3: Does she what, did you say?
1: Does she want us to continue having volunteers go there and groom her and pick her feet, or does she want to? It- be left alone okay
3: no i like the volunteers i want them to come just sometimes i'm sore when they groom me so just have them pay attention to when she turns around and look like i know she can't see but kind of turns around and sort of moves her nose to them because that's like where if they're brushing her she has a sore spot but she definitely wants visitors. She it makes her feel
2: good. So Deborah, tell us your uh, website again, and where we can get all this information about the March fundraiser and the shoe fundraising, and all your information for all of our listeners.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, yes, yeah, the March fundraiser is on the twenty third, and you can get information at www. a c t h a. Dot us, That's American Competitive Trail Horse Association. Dot US. And if you want to ride in that, be a competitor, you need to register online there. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to volunteer or be a vendor, you can go to our website and contact me at mm-hmm. http: colon slash slash animal guardians horse rescue. Network That's a n i m a l g u a r g i a n s h o r s e r e s c u e n e t w o r k dot w e b s dot com. So animal well, guardian Coast you. rescue network. Web.com. and um, if you guys want to come out to Simi Valley on March 5th we're going to be at Yolanda's Mexican Restaurant they're doing a dine-in or take-out fundraiser there they'll donate 20% to our rescue if you bring the flyer if you want a flyer, contact me through my website and all the information about our horses and pictures of Cookie and you know all the information about our what we do and who we are um, is on the website so please feel free to
2: Contact me. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you for being on our show. We um, will be contacting you about shoes. I have a bunch of shoes that I could donate, so that'll be at com. Thank you to Deborah for being on our show from Animal Guardians Horse Rescue. Our next caller is Salama, and. Um, what I see here about Salama is that she has Marley the dog, and Marley's on Facebook, and she just wants to know: um, Is she doing a great job as a mom because he is peeing everywhere? Let's oh, see what's, no. uh, I know, what, Marley, I wonder peeing what's going everywhere. on.
3: everywhere,
2: Salama. What when you say peeing everywhere? Does this happen like all the time or just once in a while? What's going on? When I leave for.
5: Um for work, uh, he pees. I literally have to close the bathroom door, my bedroom door, and wipe the floors every day <laughs> because oh I my before I go. And I think it's because I had him on wee pads, and just recently, uh, maybe a month ago, I started to take him off of it and just really start walking him in the morning and at night. Mm. Oh. So yeah. was
3: he fine until you got the until you took away the pee pads?
5: It just got worse. He always peed, like, to Mark. His mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I thought So, I he, was... so he
3: so wait, tell me this. I'm a little bit confused. So when you took, so when he was on the pee pads and you had the pee pads in the house,
0: did mm-hmm. he not
3: pee off the pee pads? He just peed on the pee pads? He would pee on the um, wee-wee
5: pads, but. He would um, mark his territory even though the weebie pad is down. He would just sprinkle. When he really needs to go, he goes on the weebie pad. So in the morning, he'll run to the weebie pad. So a great example is one time he was in the cage and I think he got diarrhea. And, he, and six mm. o'clock in the morning, he's like scraping at his cage and he ran to the weebie pad to use the bathroom. So he's well aware of weebie pad action, but I don't know if he, I don't know why he does it.
3: Okay, and so now you don't have the wee wee pads, and so how long do you have to leave him
5: when you go to work? A few, a couple of hours, like maybe six to seven hours.
3: Mm, And so, are you not do you not want to bring the wee wee pads back?
5: I don't think that's the problem, because if I'm home, he would not pee around the house. He'll just wait.
3: Okay. Okay. So I,
5: the problem okay. is. When I'm not there, he's like, oh, she's not here. I do what I want.
3: (laughs) Well, also, they often pee to make themselves feel safe, and so we're going to address that today, that that is not a good reason to pee around the house, but that's often the reason. But if he's getting nervous, then he might have to pee more. So, I mean, until you get this under control, I would suggest that you bring a pee pad back but put it in like a litter box or put it in a box So he's really clear that that's a pee area and that he can't just go on, like, bath mats or or small area rugs or towels or clothing on the floor. So it's just really clear. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's talk to him and see what he says about that. And I love this picture you have of him. He looks like Uh a little model. (laughs) And he did that. (laughs) He just jumped up on the couch. Okay. Okay, let's get Marley. Marley! Did you hear what your mom says? She wants to know why you're peeing all in the, around the house when she goes to work. What's the story? I have to go really bad, and I'm like, Mom, you gotta come. I'm like, Mom, you gotta come home. And Mom, if you come home and you have to wipe up my pee, you'll get down and talk to me. And I love it when my mom talks to me, Marley. That doesn't make sense, honey. Your mom, I'm sure, talks to you all the time, regardless of whether or not you pee. So that's like, not a good reason.
5: Yeah. I feel like I think I'm I'm too overprotective and too like come sit with me. You don't want to be around me. Like he moves from me.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Mom, I gotta tell you something. You're like the awesomest mom. When I look at you I think she's so cool. She says you have sassy sayings. I have what? Like sassy sayings, <laughs> meaning that you're really
0: sharp. Yeah, yeah. She's
3: like so sharp witted that her friends are laughing and
5: I like that about her. Is that true about you? Yeah, my friends laugh a lot. Does he like when other people come around? Because I feel like a lot of times he he wouldn't want to be on the couch with me when it's just me and him. He's on the couch now, but he's sleeping, and I see his eyes switching. Um, um, but when, like, men come to my house, like my boyfriend comes over, he wants to be on top of him, and I don't allow him to be on the couch when other people are around. I don't really allow them to be on Mom, the phone.
3: I'm like a person, too. And I think that you should allow it. And they, your friends don't really care. They like me. And I think that you should think about me being your prince. Because I am really smart. And I like to be a part of the conversation. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you need to get him one of those, like, little dog couches, you know, like the couches that look like couches but they're for dogs.
5: Oh, that's a good point. I feel like when I bring that stuff home, he, like, I buy him new beds all the time. and He's like, I don't want that. I want the old one. So weird. And he has his own cage, like his own house. And it's the door. It needs to have open. my
3: smell on it. Mom, it needs to have my smell on it.
5: Okay, is there anything, does he love his food? Is there anything I can
3: change?
5: Does, you know.
3: What you can change is come home early. I mean, Mom, seriously, you need to come home early. And he says he wants a T-shirt that says number one on it. (laughs) Did he really say that? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay Oh my God so funny Marley listen to me It's gross to pee around the house You pee only on the litter pads or outside Alright If you need to make yourself feel safe Rub your body on things Or go and smell things of your mom <laughs> Or lick and yawn and blink your eyes And think about other things But it's disgusting to pee around the house And mom doesn't and, like to clean mom, it up Yeah,
5: It makes me okay? not mad But like Frustrated.
3: It makes mom really frustrated with you and your behavior, okay? I understand why you're doing it, but you need to sort of watch yourself and be really conscious and be a smart dog and pee only on the litter, pad, on the pee pad or, in, or outside. You can hold it. Your mom's always coming home, and she doesn't leave you anything more than six hours, okay? You can hold it, all right? Well, so you're going to have to call us and let us know how he does.
5: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna call, and then once oh, that okay. actually works, I'm gonna recommend a lot more people to you.
2: <laughs> okay, Great. and don't forget that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. So. No. All right, thanks, Llama. <laughs> he's oh. your Prince. I know he's number one. Oh right? my
3: god, that dog is so hysterical! <laughs> you gotta see like, outside, Marley. Only Marley's- outside. <laughs>
2: I love that Marley says, like, you know what you can change? You can come home sooner.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> She's the one that's sassy. Um, all right. So our next caller, we have Glenita Jones from Peculiar, Missou- Peculiar Missouri. So with Kitty what? Lumpkins. Yeah, Glenita's is calling. Glenita, you're on with, uh, with Kitty and with Laura, the pet psychic. Tell us uh, what you would like to know um, about Kitty.
4: Well, um, first of all, I live with my sister, Verdeen, and we have Kitty Lumpkins. That's Verdeen's cat. And the problem I am having is when Verdeen goes to bed, Miss Kitty Lumpkins comes in my room, and she meows all night long. I cannot get Any rest at all. So, Laura, could you please ask her, Kitty Lemkins, why she is meowing all night long?
3: Yes, I sure can. But, Glenita, you have to tell our listeners about how you have a TV show, right, on the Internet?
4: Yes, we do. We have a web series at d e r d n d. G-L-E-N-E-D-A dot com. com.
3: And you, you guys you- are absolutely hysterical, I have to say. And um, so Kitty Lumpkin, right, is on this, this web series.
4: Yes, she is. She is just a little sassy gal.
3: So I'm gonna ask her why is she meowing at night and what does she think about being a kitty actress?
4: Yes, ma'am, if you don't mind.
3: Yeah. You know what I gotta say, she says. When I'm meowing at night I'm saying help me.
4: Oh, my sometimes Lord.
3: I have like she says sometimes she has night terrors. I feel like I'm shaking inside. And I don't like that feeling at all. And
4: Glanita can you... help me.
3: So oh. have, you, have you done blood work on her recently?
4: We haven't. I will talk to um, Verdeen about that. I mean, is this serious? Yeah.
3: Yeah, because I'm wondering if she's having like kidney problems, or if she's having hyperthyroidism, or or something like that is going on, and that can give her like a night terror feeling. It's not actually really night terror, but it's like anxiousness in the body. Okay. So and heart problems can do that too. So, Kitty Lumpkins, are you? Tell me this. Like, like do you do you have a Any pain in your chest or how else are you feeling? I just feel anxiety. And I feel like the dark is closing in on me. I need that kind of food that's soft. And it soothes me. I almost think it's baby food. Have you ever fed her that?
4: We never fed her baby food, no, no. You know, it might be something that
3: looks like baby food.
4: Okay. Well, I, this is just horrible. I hate that uh, she's having night terrors because, you know, I suffer from night terrors too, Laura. You do? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, I my God. So not... maybe
3: what she's doing is she's, she's being empathetic and she's picking up your stuff. So That we very could well tell... could be. So one of the things that we could tell her is that it's really important to know who she is inside and that she could lick and yawn and blink her eyes. And when she starts feeling that night terror feeling is to ask herself, is this myself or is this somebody else's? And if it's somebody else's, she can kind of give it back to you with love and sort of just feel herself comforted.
1: Did you hear
0: but that, was- Kitty?
3: I think what I should say, stretch and breathe, stretch and breathe. That's a good one. That's good to stretch and breathe.
4: She does that all the time.
3: Oh, that's good. She wants to know if she's the most beautiful kitty actress I've ever seen. She is. She is
4: is a star.
3: Yes. (laughs) She's a bigger star than her
4: mama and her mama.
3: I love to see you on the web series. I really do. You're so adorable the way you sort of like hang out and move around. She says she tries really hard to stay in frame.
4: She, I'm telling you, she is a natural.
2: <laughs> oh.
4: That cat is oh. an ancient.
2: Okay. Well, can you tell us your website again so people can watch uh Kitty Lumpkins on the uh web series?
4: Absolutely. It is com. Thank you so much.
2: You. Thanks for calling in.
4: Thank you so much. I know Kitty Lumpkins loves you. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
3: So that, uh, so that actually Sean in character as Juanita.
2: Yes. And uh, it, it, there's a web series, and I posted the um, address, the web address, on our chat room. So you can check that out, and oh, we'll that on later on on our web page.
3: You'll, you'll see um, uh, Miss Kitty Lumpkin's Facebook page on our Facebook page, too. Mm-hmm.
2: And who's played by Molly. That's right.
3: right.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, our next caller, let's go to, let's see who's in here. We have Nancy, who has a feral cat named PK, um, about four to five-year-old female, and she is uh, buff-colored, long hair, bright blue eyes, gray on the face. Uh and the legs and white paws. So gray on the face and legs and white paws. Um, she has to move across country and is worried about taking her out of her environment. The car drive is five days. Does she want to go? So let's find mm-hmm. that out. And uh, Nancy, mm-hmm. she, the cat's about four, but have you had her for four years? or? No, she lived
6: across the creek at my neighbor's house who, um, mm-hmm. in my neighborhood her and all her kids fixed but um so and lots of different neighbors were feeding her but she's gotten very attached to us and she comes in and she'll sit on our chair for a few hours and then leave and she's sort of half domesticated now
4: Mm. so
6: so, but we've only been feeding her uh just over two years
3: okay so tell me this do you have um do you have a house already on the other side
6: No, we're going to buy a house on the East Coast, and we live in California now. But I I don't want to take – go ahead.
3: Well, I'm just trying to – I want to tell her all the details. So by the time you – when you do the cross-country move, will you have a house already? Are you taking her? you Are going to stay in a hotel or stay with friends and then find a house? What is the situation Um, actually going to look like?
6: I'm not sure yet because we're moving in June. I'm going to try to buy a house when I fly out there in April, but um, the thing is, I okay. I don't see her being in a crate for five days. I mean, she she kind of freaks out when we shut the door when she's in the house. So yeah, well, I,
3: you, you'll actually be quite surprised. I've actually worked with a lot of strays that have lived with people, and then they yeah. had to do a cross-country move or some long move or even a plane, plane flight to another country or to Hawaii or something. A lot of stray cats, actually, I've known have gone from the mainland to Hawaii. And oh. you'd be surprised. If you prepare them, they really can be way better than, than you can expect because mm-hmm. the fear of being a stray again and not having that constant food and having that constant companionship is so frightening. And when you tell them what you really want of them, oftentimes they want to go with. Sometimes they decide oh. they would rather stay but oftentimes you'd be surprised about how well they kind of pull it together and kind of deal with really? it. Um, but oh. I want to make sure that we sort of know what we can tell her. So what is it? So on the other side, she's going to get to be an out, indoor-outdoor cat again, right?
6: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't see. Like I said, you can't even shut the door, and she kind of yeah. freaks out. I mean, she's pretty feral, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: well,
3: we can, that can be changed. So it's really important for you and your husband or your family to Mm -hmm. really get it out of your mind that she's a feral and she can't do it. You want to think now she's been domesticated for two years and now she just needs to learn how to do it so we can move with her. You guys, get the feral out of your head. It doesn't exist anymore.
6: Oh, okay. I didn't think about it. Really
3: important. Really important. People get and it, I'm, and I'm not just saying you, but a lot of people out there, they get attached to the rescue story, get attached to the old story of the trauma. Get mm-hmm. rid of it. It's not reality okay. anymore. Now she's an outdoor cat, and she doesn't really like being contained. So we're yeah. going to teach her. Um, okay. Okay. So let's, let's get PK and see what she has to say. Who knows? Maybe she'll surprise me and say, no way, Jose, do I even want to learn how to do that. So let's, Okay. Um, okay. PK. Uh, She's buff-colored, bright blue eyes, grand face, legs, and white paws. Okay. I've already been told a little bit.
6: Yes, I have told. And the whole
3: thing really scares me. (laughs) Oh. But my mom, but when she reaches out for me, it's with a lot of love. Mm hmm and when she thinks about not being with me, she's a little scared for me. Mhm. I don't like to be contained, it's true. Because I think about trapped raccoons. Oh. That really freaks me out. Huh. If I go with them, will I have to wear a collar?
6: You wear a collar now? I've never, no, no, I've never put a collar on a cat. Um, um You may have to wear a collar, PK, when you travel across country because
3: it might just keep you safe because on the collar, yeah. it ha- will have a tag with your mom's name on it and your name on it and your mom's phone number, you know, that thing that she puts up to her ear and talks on. It will have her phone number so if you ever got lost. And the reason why you have to be in like a crate or something is because it keeps you safe because sometimes there are scary things. There are cars that go by and they have to open up the doors to get gas and you have to go into a hotel room and um, it just keeps you safe. And what's really cool about it is it's your safe spot. And I know a lot of animals that have been scared to be in them but then really love them and feel safe in them and go in there to hang out. Mm. What's the weather like there? Does yes. it have to be cold?
6: Um, it's a little colder. It's South Carolina, so and a lot rainier.
0: Where are you, where are you live?
6: I live in I live in Santa Barbara, so she has perfect weather. Uh, right
3: now. <laughs> Yeah, South oil. Carolina weather's pretty good too. Yeah, uh, you'll be pretty good, PK. I think you're gonna like it there.
6: Does she want to go there? I'm shocked, I mean.
3: She says what might be a good idea is if you feed her a lot and she'll get really fat and then she'll feel lazy for the car ride. <laughs> oh
6: my gosh, she, she eats a you, lot already.
3: She eats um, a lot already.
6: Yeah, and she's very thin and well she chases Do rats. you know
3: someone who's really fat and lazy?
6: <laughs> do I Do I she's asking me?
3: No, I'm asking oh. you. Oh, you're I'm, asking her.
6: Uh, no, I'm asking
3: you. Do you know somebody who's really fat and lazy? Because I'm wondering, like, where is she getting that from? I
6: don't know. Like, well, there's a lot of other. Her children are all big, fat cats that lay around. My neighbor's taking care of them, and oh, she, she that's funny.
3: Them. So she's thinking, like, if she eats like them, maybe she'll be fat and calm.
6: Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I just thought she wouldn't want to leave because she lives in the creek and there's a lot of wildlife and opossums and raccoons and skunks. And, you know, I thought she wouldn't want to leave here. because She keeps safe saying, I
3: like my mom reaching for me. She gives me this sense Aww. of you going to touch her. There's this yeah. sense of like, there's this sense of like, um, like you reaching for her and having admiration and oh, having yeah. love. And having care and concern, and there's something about that that's really safe for her. And oh, yeah, she I do want, love her. She doesn't want to lose that, and really, she can find other territory when you get to South Carolina. It might not look the same. It might be completely different. She might not have any of the, You know, yeah. P.K., you're going to have to not be with your friends and your siblings. Are you okay with that? Because she wants to take the fat, stripy one. Do you know who that is?
6: The, um, the fat stripy one. Um, oh, Uncle Bootsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, There's a cat called Uncle Bootsy. Yeah, he's stripy. He wants
3: to take him with you.
6: Is that the right one? Yeah, I
3: like him, yeah, I like him a lot.
6: Oh, I do too.
3: <clears throat>
6: <laughs> wow, that's. <funny. laughs>
3: yeah. Well, you'll have to call us back, and
6: I okay. think we're doing something.
3: Some research on things on how to do some training on how to get her used to it, and you know, just start confining her more into like smaller rooms, and you know, get start putting like a a big crate out with some food in it, and just kind of get mm-hmm. her experimenting. Um, okay.
6: <laughs> and just
3: do it slow, and keep us posted on the progress, and call okay. us
2: back. Okay. In- okay. Thank you so much.
0: That's Thanks,
2: Nancy. Wow, so Uncle Bootsy and PK. I wonder if that'll happen.
0: (laughs) I know, right?
2: She went from like, "Oh, I have a feral cat," to "Oh, maybe there's going to be two cats." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! (laughs) All right, so we're gonna keep it moving along. Here we have Jennifer with Guinness, the dog. He passed away. Um, in October of 2013, and he had an undiagnosed um, mass. Is he okay, and is he around? Um, so, Jennifer, he, Guinness passed away in October of last, this past year. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. He, uh, well, he was going to a regular vet and getting blood work and, and exams like every six months, and they never mentioned anything. Then I changed his vet and the vet said she felt a large mass on his spleen. And then uh, we were going to have it tested and in like two weeks he just started losing weight rapidly and he started throwing up and they said that, you know, it looked really aggressive cancer and he had to get put down.
3: Um, those, those tumors on the spleen go so fast. I mean, yeah. sometimes you have and and three days later they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry that that happened to all of you.
0: Yeah, so and you know we just—he was like I was really close to him. Like I have two other dogs and I love him, but with him it was really close bond. So.
3: And he's so young; he was only eight. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's get him and see how he's doing, um, and if he's if he's around. He says he's around all the time. He says he does the game where he runs at you and then plays.
4: So
3: it yeah, like we used kinda... to. Go ahead. You used to play that game with him?
0: Yeah, we used to, like, run around the, from the kitchen to the living room and chase each other.
3: Yeah, that's what he's doing. So sometimes when you have the memory of him doing that, it's not necessarily a memory. It's him coming placing a memory in your mind and actually doing it around the house. And also, I want to tell my mom, there's here in heaven, there's crystal clear water. And I get my paws wet all the way up to my stomach. You know why he's saying that?
0: Uh, Yeah, when we lived in Illinois, I used to take him to the dog park. And Mm -hmm. he used to always go into the lake. He didn't like swimming, but he liked going deep in there.
3: In waiting, yeah, so that's what he's doing in heaven too. Aw, oh, Guinness. I'm good. He says he has a saying to himself. I say to myself, I'm well. I had a loving family. And now that loving energy supports me and is around me. I'm forever loved. And when I need to come back, I can come back in love. So what he's saying is that he may come back in the future. um, And that, that love, just as it supported him on his journey to heaven, it will support him on his journey back. And also, I have a really cool bed here. It's kind of squishy, and it's cool, and there's lots of dog friends to play with. There is a little yappy dog, and we play all the time. Do you know who that is?
0: Uh, it's probably my mom's dog, Scooter. We had when we were kids. She had her for, like, 20 years, Aww. and she, she was really yappy. <laughs> That's so cool.
3: And so, what that is is like, it's that's like two different reasons. One, he's saying like, "Hey, I'm not alone. I've got a buddy, right?" And then mm-hmm. the other reason is, what's that dog's name? Did you say Scooter? That, yeah. That Scooter probably wants your mom to know, or that you to know that that Scooter's in heaven and having fun, and that 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 essence or that soul doesn't end. It's that it's still around, you know. Yeah, Yeah. that's neat. I'm glad Guinness is doing well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I feel better now.
3: <laughs> he also said that you made the right decision.
0: It was perfect yeah. time. Yeah, Aww. that's been bugging me. keep thinking, like, should I have? But, you know, I didn't think he was going to – I didn't think it was right to try to save him if in the condition he was in.
1: So. Mm.
3: yeah so he knew that you were feeling that so he answered that for you so good Aw, Jennifer well thanks for calling in alright thank you yeah sweet little All Guinness alright right, thank you you're welcome alright bye Bye. okay so our next caller is who I, I think we're going
0: to do Robin I.
3: She disappeared. Um I'm looking for our next caller, everybody. I don't see. Um, okay. Let's go to uh Helen with Onyx the Cat with an update Helen are you there Uh oh our blog talk is not working I don't know if any of you can hear me um so our switchboard is not working and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do Stormy's words of wisdom because we're getting down to that time. So, Stormy, you're on, my little bud. So for all of you, Stormy is my Australian shepherd. He is 14 and a half years old. And um, we're going to ask him his words of wisdom. Stormy, what do you think, bud? What's your words of wisdom? What do you want to tell everybody? He says, I want to tell everyone that I'm glad you're listening to the radio show, that my mom and I really love doing it. And I have a lot of wisdom, and I'm trying to pick which one to say. I think I want to say to people who have dogs that pee in the house, it's really important to tell them how long you'll be gone. And it's important to tell them where you're going. And it's important to take a moment and look them in the eye before you go. It's actually really good advice, for me, Which I don't always do. You know, sometimes you're like, I'll see you later. It's like, like run out the door. Um, good advice, for me to take that moment. And the other thing I want to say For dogs that pee in the house, it's best to think about how cool you are. So what he's saying to the dogs who are peeing in the house, that one of the things, um, oh, it says I'm not connected to the Internet. Can you all still hear me? Hmm. Well, everybody, we're having problems with blog talk, and I don't know if you all can hear me, so um, please visit my website if you can, which is thepetpsychic.com. Again, it's thepetpsychic.com, and please go to our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash radio. Like that page and please share that page also. I try and post there almost every day so you can uh see pictures of the animals that I see on our um on our blog talk or on our um or during my days.
2: And I'm, I'm back. So, I know there's a lot of problems right now. I don't know what's happening. So, Sorry for the inconvenience of the technical difficulties, but yes, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com/slash Pet Psychic Radio. And Laura, you also have an Instagram account that I love, so please share that.
3: I do, which is the Pet Psychic,
2: the Pet Psychic, the Pet Psychic. Everything is the Pet Psychic. Don't forget. Yes. Yeah. The Pet Psychic. And sorry about
3: that. I thought I got thrown off because I was getting phone calls on Skype, and so.
2: Blog yeah, no, no, no so I know it's, it's been glitchy today, and I heard that in the chat room as well that some people weren't able to hear at the beginning, but it wasn't like other people were. and so there's sometimes with these internet things, we have problems. But uh, we will be here again next week um, with pet Psychic Radio show. So don't forget about us and check in with us next week right here on Blog Talk radio. See you all next time. Bye.
3: Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. She can
0: talk to the animals.